Blessing and peace on you, Troy Brewer, coming at you strong. Yeah, that's right. And I ain't scared, man. God bless you so much, man. I'm so so appreciative of you plugging into my podcast. And uh, today, guys, I'm, I'm actually going to be taking you to one of my episodes of something new that I just started that's called The Prophetic Life. It's a, it's a personal mentoring community that you sign up for. And uh, man, we've already had hundreds of people sign up for it. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, yay, we anticipate growing that into the tens of thousands. Uh, it's been something that we've been thinking about for a long, long time. We've been working on it for a long, long time. We wanted to launch it in a way where there wasn't lots of bugs, you know. And dude, I want to tell you, there has been bugs. <laughs> I don't. There, the problem is that we're actually working with Facebook, and of course, most of the things on Facebook are completely proprietary, and you can't. Oh, anyway, it's okay. We're working it all out. With I got a great team of people, and um, I am grateful for them. And then they were all working so hard. But I want to tell you, I'm more excited about the prophetic life than I've been in any new ministry I've done in a long, long time. I, I'm loving it. So here you go to a special edition of the prophetic life. Here we go. Let's talk about what's going on. What an incredible day that you and I are living in. What an incredible day of of disinformation, of opposing roars from the roar of the line of the tribe of Judah. What a day uh, of competitive voices and what a day for us to have real discernment and understanding the true character and the nature of God in such a way that we know how to know his voice and we know how to heed his voice, no matter how loud the voice of the enemy is. Um, I'm going to be talking to you about the voice of God today, and I want to I want to tell you I'm, I've actually brought in a big gun, okay? And you're about to meet this amazing woman of God. But but before I bring her in, let me say this to you: that at the beginning of the year, whenever we did our prophetic uh, conference at the Tarrant County Convention Center in downtown Fort Worth, it's called the 2020 Conference, the New Beginnings Conference. We did it on the 20th day of the year 2020. And we said, and it, it was me and Jamie Galloway and Chuck Pierce, Rabbi Jason Sobel, Robert Henderson, uh, Patricia King. And one of the words that came out is, this is the beginning of the roaring 20s and there's about to be an opposing roar. It was the main word that God gave me was that God is saying, go, 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 go. Do not be afraid. Have courage. Uh, do not be put in a box. Get outside of the box. It's the time of the wineskin change. It's happening right now. Go, 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 go. But I told everybody on January the 20th in front of thousands of people um, inside the place and in, and in front of tens of thousands of people watching online, be advised, something scary is about to happen. And I was watching this the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, I was prophesying as if I knew what was about to happen and I did not know what was about to happen. I simply knew that God said, look immediately because there is going to be a roaring, uh, there's going to be an opposing roar. Now guys, we know that 
We know that according to Joel 3.16, that whenever the, voice of God, whenever the voice of God goes out in Joel 3.16, he says, the Lord has roared from Zion. And then he says, he shakes the nations. Well, as soon as we went into uh, the roaring 20s in the year 2020, we went into the shaking of the nations. And the last part of that verse says, but God will be a shelter to his people and he will be a strength to his children. Okay, he'll be a shelter and he'll be a strength. Well, that's the word. Well, guys, welcome to the opposing roar. I have told you and I believe with all my heart that this is a time to be bold. It's a time to time to be happy, to be strong, to be so full of hope, to be so strategic, to be moving forward in the plans that God has told us to do. And the world is telling you exactly opposite. As soon as we entered into the roaring 20s and the 5780 of the Hebrew calendar, the world could commanded us to put something over our mouths and the entire world has something over its mouth. That's not a dream, but it's still prophetic and it's happening right now. I know that if I know that if the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, that means if he goes about as a roaring lion, it means it means he's out there in the dark and his voice always has to do with a threat of impending doom. It's a picture of an ancient Middle Eastern person where they're sitting at a campfire and you can hear it out there. Can't see it. Now you hear the voice over there. But this time it sounds closer. Now you hear the voice behind you. It means you're being encircled. It means you don't know what's going to get you or how it's going to get you. But it's threatening and it's saying it's going to come and get you. That's what Jesus is talking about, that the opposing roar is always attached to panic, fear and a threat of impending doom. Well, with me today is somebody who knows quite about uh, quite a bit about the voice of God. And as a matter of fact, she has an incredible movement that's called Her Voice. And she invited me to come preach there in Portland. I got to preach to a thousand screaming women at one time. It's one of the greatest preaching things I've ever got to do. She's here with me right now. Guys, guys the, I, this is one of my great friends. This is Miss Jenny Donnelly. Hello, Jenny. Hello. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm so glad that you joined me. I know that you're in Portland, Oregon right now, right? Yes, sir. A little bit rainy well, outside, just like normal. Okay, right on. Well, man, I bless you and I bless you. How? So how are you doing in the midst of all this? Um, prophetically, did you see it coming at all? And I'm going to be very honest and tell you, I did not see this coming. I had a perfect word for it and I was set up perfectly for it. But it's interesting to me that I didn't have a clue of this thing happening. I mean, I didn't. And I've been very honest and told everybody that because I'm a very prophetic person and God speaks to me about things. He didn't tell me this, but he told me what to do. And I'm living according to that. How are you guys doing and what's going on with y'all? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. You know, um, I had a really, really heavy schedule that I was praying through because I was going to be traveling a lot, you know, and I have five kids and just getting these kids, you know, watched and everybody settled and I was going to be off. Well, that schedule has cleared. <laughs> so we are home. Um, Pastor Troy, I didn't see it coming either. Um, had no idea, but I had been prepared because my husband and I went through uh, the rug getting pulled out of underneath us really intensely last summer. So um, I didn't feel like I fell too far because I was already down there <laughs> or already fell um, in something pretty, pretty scary. Well, if, if it's okay with you, I'd like to visit that a little bit because there's a huge prophetic word that's in that. Is it okay with you if I visit that yeah. with you? Absolutely. So, so you, 
By the way, are, and please forgive me, are, are, do you actually pastor the Jesus Collective? Are you, are you a pastor there? Jenny, I'm sorry. Yes, I'll start calling you Pastor Jenny. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so I knew that. You can call me anything you want. Right on. Thank you. <laughs> and and, and same with me, but I but yeah. I do not mean I don't I do not mean any disrespect, uh, obviously. But nonetheless, I, I do want to say that. So you were a part of the largest business community in the world, and you were very successful. You, the Lord has given you and your amazing husband Bob, I believe is his name, right? His name's Bob. Yeah. Is that right? So, man, God has given you guys this incredible ability to just be successful and just be fruitful. And you guys make it look easy, which all victorious people always make it look easy. But, of course, it's not. Uh, Y'all have a terrific pain tolerance. And that's one of the Mm -hmm. reasons why the Lord has made y'all so successful is you both have tremendous pain tolerances. And, and I've, no, I've, I've learned that in traveling throughout the world and being around highly successful people is like, wow, this guy has a huge pain tolerance. Some of the most quality people on the planet Earth were involved in this thing. Yes. And yes, then and, and there was and there was a big income involved in that. And it was funding kingdom things all over the world. And you guys were high on the hog, as we say here in Texas. And then it, last summer, it all came crashing to an end in one day. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Is that pretty much summing up? And yeah, we had a, a an eight week warning, really fifty two days, which I thought that was interesting. With um, you know, the significance of that number, which you could enlighten me even more about. Yeah, my <laughs> I love well. your numbers, Pastor Troy. Thanks, man. It was May 17th was the announcement. July 17th was um, the, the, la- the last day. And so, um, yeah, my husband and I, we built this business. Um, God gave us this business. It was 20 years in. And it was the most significant season of my life so far. Really, it was half my life. I'm 45. And we met people and began to do things that were kingdom things that would have never been made possible without this um, network. And we really felt really solid in how many lives we were able to change. And so when that turned, now I had, I had dreams leading up to this that were very confusing to me um, that I thought, man, is this about this business? And of course you want to say, no, absolutely not. But the Lord was just really preparing my heart. And um, so Yes, there were so many kingdom people affected by this, and it's really been amazing to watch them um, lean on Jesus, allow the Lord to prop them back up, and then become fruitful again in this pruning process. So it's it's been it's been amazing, um, but it has been an absolute. Uh, it's been vital, vital that we trust in a good God. And without that, okay. I think I would just be crazy. <laughs> well, absolutely. Or, or as King David said, I would have fainted had I not believed I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Right on. There you go. So yeah. that's, that's actually what I want to hone in on because, because what's real is, Jenny, I know that you haven't wanted anybody to be watching you in the midst of all this, but the whole world has been watching you, not only you, but other leaders within that entire community, like, like my good friend Josh Weathers. I'm super good friends with him. He and I have been all over the world together. He's been with me to India. And then he, he I, I took him to India, and he and I did a bunch of gigs over there. And then Josh was like, man, I'm just going to adopt a whole bunch of these kids. And he lost his mind and adopted like five of those kids, right? <laughs> and I just love Jenny, and I, 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 
I just, I just love him. And I just, I love his bride and I'm just, I appreciate their courage, but they did that understanding that they had spent, you know, 20 years of their life or how many years it was building up, you know, an income stream. And then it ended just like that. And here this happened. And this is what I want to say is that how you guys, number one, that, that this thing happening to y'all, it was actually prophetic of what was going to what that was going to happen to kingdom people all over the world. Because now the entire kingdom, the entire body of Jesus is in the same boat that you were in last summer where what you thought was going to happen is not going to happen. And the way it's going to happen, you have no idea and you had better trust me right now. And then you have to decide, are we going to respond out of fear? Man, you know, I have, my wife and I have been around you personally, and I, I've seen how you guys respond. You guys, though, I know you must have been devastated. I know you must have been so hurt. I know that you must have just gone, what the heck happened? Because it's so offensive. It's so offensive. But you know what you did? You demonstrated to the rest of us how to go through this time right now. I have never seen you react out of fear. I've never seen Josh Weathers react out of fear. Josh actually determined, and he he said with his mouth from the very beginning, I don't know what's going to happen, but I will never react out of fear. I know what God has told me to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it now, but I am going to do that. And you guys are demonstrating. You guys were the tip of the spear for the rest of us to demonstrate Not only that this was going to happen, but how you can succeed anyway and bear much fruit after it happens. Yeah, it was incredible because the first thing the Lord did was he said, I want you to be still. So the last thing you think you should be doing is nothing. (laughs) Like, it's like, I don't know, Lord, that's that's a wild idea. So did write a book about it. So I think I'll just hone in on that. Um, he said to be still because there was a lot of um, opportunity for us to do a million different things. We could have at that point done this, 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 this. And we needed the inflammation of the just the trauma of it just to come down a little bit, um, not make decisions out of fear of loss, not make decision, decisions out of fear, like you said, react in fear. And so he said, be still. So we got our house ready. We sold our house. We sold everything in our home. Um you know, I say it like that was easy. You know, it wasn't easy for me. Um, and so, but here is what kept me is knowing the author of my life is Jesus Christ. And he writes the best story. He writes the best stories. And I have to look back on my life and say, every time, Lord, I surrendered what the, the life I thought I was supposed to be living the best life for me. And I surrendered to you and I just pivoted with you it's like, thank God I didn't get my way because this is so much better. I can't even imagine it. So one of the things, Pastor Troy, if it's okay if I share this, but um, a friend of mine in Alabama, really good friend, she sends me a text and it's a link to a retreat center 35 minutes from my house in Portland. I've never heard of it. Don't know anything about it. And I thought, sure, lose all your income and buy a $3 million retreat center. Sounds logical. Um, Sounds just like me. So anyway, I thought, let's go see this thing. We couldn't even get in to see it because we couldn't, you know, the loan, the job, all of it. But we got our realtor, our good friend to, you know, knock the door a little harder. We got on the grounds. The second I stepped out of our car, the Lord said, this is yours. 
And I thought, this is going to be an interesting story. Just on a financial level, this is going to be interesting. And so just through a series of events, um, we had some absolutely miraculous doors open. Um, I would just say, if you can pivot as quick as possible, not in your own strength, but in God, what's the adventure you have for me? Bob and I, a couple of years ago, decided we had built our life to be very, very, very safe up until about six years ago. We got a personal prophetic word at a Hillsong conference. Him and I went on a date weekend to LA, went to a Hillsong conference, sat there in the seats and the Lord just wrecked us. And uh, Brian Houston preached on the song Oceans. You know, we all know that song pretty well out on the water. And we just were like, what are we doing? Building such a safe life so that we can just sit here and be bored to death. And the Lord reminded us, you guys are built for the edge of the cliff. That's where you're happiest. And so he gave us this prophetic word to say, don't be so careful to build safety. Why don't you get back in the adventure? So our pivot was based on what's the next, next adventure, God. We had to absolutely forgive the situation, forgive the people who supposedly made the decisions. We had to stop asking why and just say, Lord, what's next? Because you're good. So, so what happens is you have to move into a trust factor and you also have to learn to you also have to learn how to not live according to your circumstance, but rather you live according to the, to your trust in the character of God. Oh, and that's a huge and I'm gonna tell you, listen, we all have to learn to do that. But I'm sorry, there's not any other way to learn how to do that except for to go through a horrible circumstance after God having revealed his heart to you and go, I'm still going to believe that God loves me and that he's going to take care of me because I've got to learn how to not live according to my circumstance. If if I can do that, then I can live a life of peace. I can live a life of rest. Right on? That's right. That's right. And that's the whole that's the whole little little space that the Lord led me to over the course of over over 10 years living in the pocket of rest in that yeah. space where I could just say, well, I don't know what's going on out there in the world and in my life and in my kids and in my finances. And but I know Jesus is here and he's good and he's sleeping in the boat. So I had to, I had to make the transition from being the disciple that said, don't you even care? The boat is about to sink. That's what they said to him in the storm. Don't you even care? We're about to die. I mean, that's like right. seriously bold, but that was me. Yeah. And I had to make the transition to, you know what, Jesus, if you're not worried, I'm not worried. And either if you don't hush the storm, then I'll hush the storm or I'll sit next to you. But um, you know, what Jesus said back to them was, haven't you learned to trust yet? So that story became everything to me, uh, real life application in the last several years and certainly in this last year. You know, I've, I've actually been to your retreat center and uh, yes. I was there. Yeah, I was there a little bit before Christmas, I think. I was like actually like on my birthday, I think I was there, December 6th, right on. And uh, was there was there at your place. And it is a dream. It's not a normal place. It is redonkulous it is exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think and the time that god brought you into that upgrade was a time of famine okay that is also a huge prophetic word that god has for us right now that there's a land of goshen experience that the lord has for his people while darkness covers the face of the land he has places of light for his people and if you run and hide and and cower and run away from your trust and your dependency and and your celebration of the heart of god because of the darkness you miss the things that he has for you and you didn't miss it 
you didn't miss it. And I'm so glad for you. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just blown away. As soon as we moved into the roaring 20s, we moved into a new era. We did not move into a new season. It's a new era. And what used to work in the last era does not work in the new era. Jenny, when it comes to seasons, you there's actually a handoff. And there's a way that one season cooperates with the other season. But when it comes to new era, no, it's a new wine scan. And there's a whole new playing field. And, I've, I've, and we're in that. And it's actually a mandated wine scan change. Mandated, worldwide mandated wine skin change. And if 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 you were to ask God, God, how do you see that? And what is that about? I promise you, one of the things that the Lord would say is, What do I do when there's a new wine skin change? I pour out new wine. So if God is literally through the shaking of the nations, forcing a new wine skin change, which is we have to change our priorities, our methods, our systems. All of those things, there have been places that we thought was a big deal that we can't think is a big deal anymore. And now we got to think that this is a big deal. It means that he's not willing to waste the wine that he's about to pour out. He's not willing to yeah. because he says, you know, if you don't change the wine skin, when I pour out the wine, the wine busts and so does the wine skin. So I think that the revival and the move of God that is coming right on the other side of this, Jenny, is so huge and so glorious and so incredible. And he does not want to waste these wine skins. He doesn't he doesn't want to waste this wine. So he's actually changing that. Um, I want to tell you something. You and your awesome husband have qualified for some things, and it's going to be so much fun to see what he does with you in the next few years. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm just going, Lord, have your way. Your way better. <laughs> The definition of a mentor is a trusted counselor or a guide, a tutor, or a coach. I know that one of the ways that we live life forward and we all go to the next level is we have a lot of godly counsel within our life. Now, biblically, we don't call that a mentor. We call that discipleship. And we're like, where in the world did we get the word mentor from? Well, we acquired the word mentor from the literature of ancient Greece, actually in Homer's epic, The Odyssey. Now, Odysseus was away from home fighting and journeying for some 20 years. And then during that time, Telemachus, the son that he left as a babe in arms, grew up under the supervision of mentor, an old and trusted friend. And you know what? That word has worked the same ever since. Hello, everybody. This is Troy Brewer. And you know, I'm a pastor of a large growing church in Johnson County, Texas. And you might know me that way. But did you know for 16 years, we had less than 200 people within our church. And my joy was always taking people underneath my wing and helping them to go to the next level. And I don't want to lose that as our church gets bigger and bigger and as the Lord increases my footprint. So here's what I decided to do. I started a mentorship program. It's actually a community. It's based on something like Facebook where we all get together as a community and then I pick a subject and I walk you through it. This is exactly how it works for me. And I call it the prophetic life. I just recently launched it and I'm so excited about the response from it and I wanna offer it to you. If you are interested in finding out how do I do all of my research on numbers? How do I look up prophetic things? How do I search out the matter? How do I handle leadership? How do I handle my biblical worldview? What are my core values? Friends, 
We are doing about six hours a week here on The Prophetic Life, and I'd like to offer it to you. Simply go to troybrewer.com and look for The Prophetic Life, or you can call 877-413-0888 and join our tribe at The Prophetic Life. Can we please talk about the opposing voice? I started talking about that at the the beginning of this, and I'd like to close on that because I know that I've had to learn I've had to learn the difference between God's voice and the enemy's voice. And I've had to learn different character traits of God's voice and the enemy's voice. And sometimes at first, that's the only way that you can know that it's the enemy and it's not the Lord is the character that is behind it and with it and the methods or whatever. But I know this, one of the things that I, I, by the way, I love the voice of God. And I love how God speaks to me because I think that God speaks to me in a way like he doesn't speak to anybody else. And Jenny, I think that God speaks to you in a way like he doesn't to anybody else. And I think that there's no limit to the voice of God. Now, there's only one word of God, but the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The voice of the Lord is is upon the many waters. And whenever, whenever you're getting a convergence of, dude, I heard it in a movie. I heard my spouse say it. I heard my kids say it. I heard my preacher say it. That's the voice of many rushing waters. Okay. Hmm. So that's a lot of voices that are combined and they're converging. Right. But it's the same message just through a lot of different methods. Um, The Lord is so creative. I don't think that he has any ending of the kinds of voices he can use to, to, to actually bring his word. However, I will tell you this, that if I went into a room and if there were a thousand women in this room and if they were all talking at the same time, I promise you, after having lived with Leanna for 31 years, and we've been married for 31 years, and then we dated for almost four years before we were married. So, I mean, we've known each other since we were kids, and we are madly in love with each other. I mean, we even, even and dude, we, we work together, we sleep together, we eat together, we're around each other constantly. And even though we're always a little bit on each other's nerves, we actually love being around each other. We really compliment each other in a really in in a really cool way. I know for a fact that if I if if I heard a thousand women talking, if I listened, and if I listened, if I got quiet enough and still enough, I guarantee you I'd be able to recognize that's Leanna's voice. I can also tell you this: if somebody had a voice that sounded just like her, but if she cussed like a sailor, uh, I'd go, that's not Leanna. That's not her voice. I, I know that if she was rude and ugly and all that kind of stuff and throwing a fit, that's not her because Leanna doesn't do that. And so just like that, I have learned when it comes to the voice of the Lord that a lot of times the enemy's voice will seem like it's, it's God because it makes sense. What the enemy is telling you makes sense in your soul, Correct. but it's not God. So what are some of the ways that you recognize the voice of the, the difference between the voice of the enemy and the voice of the Lord? Yeah, well, exactly what you're saying is the intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit is the only way to know his heart and how he talks to us. If I I was a person that was very hard on myself, so I had to learn the voice of somebody who was tender and kind and forgiving. That was a whole new training for me because the lens I saw my life through was one that was harsh And that was before I was healed of a pretty strong father wound. So I had to go through a lot of healing, a lot of, God, what do you say? 
you know, and really getting teachable to the Holy Spirit's voice and spending time with him. And that is takes a lot of intentionality, obviously. I did have an experience I felt like I should share, and it was many, many years ago when uh, I was invited to speak to a really large crowd in our business, and I was out in an arena, and clock is going down, you know, one minute, 30 seconds, and I'm thinking, I am not going to go over on time. That is a major no-no around here. So all of a sudden I look at the clock and it says one and a half minutes and my brain can't figure out what happened to the clock because it's not counting backwards anymore. It's going up and I'm closing and I am full on communicating to this large crowd of people. And in the back of my mind, I'm hearing, wait a minute, the clock is going up because you went over, you're failing, you're going to be in trouble. And a million thoughts go back here and bef- and I close out, I turn around and walk back behind the stage and I make a vow. I will never speak again. I will never do it again. That was the worst thing that has ever happened to me because I, I had the fear of man on me still. And so I didn't understand that there was room for a little error. I was so discompassionate to myself and so I was super hard on myself, driven people out there get in the presence of God and let him, let him help you with this because it can be really hard to hear God's voice if you're really hard on yourself, but, um, went to the back and I am beelining for the bathroom that's behind the stage. Cause I'm going to go cry my eyes out. I'm going to ball my eyes out. I'm so embarrassed. I failed. Everybody knows it according to my perspective and I'm walking and, a, and a, one of the executives steps in front of me and he says, Jenny Donnelly, that was amazing. And I, I'm like, was there any other Jenny Donnelly's around here? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he said, I can see you talking to like a woman of faith or like something, you know, this is way before I had ministry, way before I was speaking to crowds in ministry. And he said, I see you doing this in, a, in that setting in, in front of thousands of people. And I just went in my mind. I thought I'm so confused. I went to the bathroom, Pastor Troy, and it was this old, you know, convention center bathroom that's not nice it's behind the stage and it's concrete and it's cold and I look in the mirror and I am trembling I'm trembling and I hear the Lord say you heard two voices pick one and the one you the one you choose is the one that you will live with never speak again or speak in arenas Jenny Donnelly and he told me choose choose Wow. So that was, yeah, it was a moment of like my insides were, were shuddering and shaking because in that moment I had to choose because I felt like a failure. I actually knew I had failed. I was absolutely 100% convinced that I was the laughing stock of the entire arena. Mm-hmm. And one man said, wow, I see you speaking in, you know, women of faith. It was like, what? A man with authority. I thought a man with authority. Say, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing, Pastor Troy, the, the enemy didn't leave me alone after that. But you know what yeah. I did? I left him alone. Even this Come morning, on. I was doing a radio interview and I heard the enemy say, they don't understand you. You're talking too much. <laughs> they don't get what you're saying. And what, and I hear that every single time. And it's kind of like when I work out, my muscles burn. It's just part of it. But we're not entertaining that conversation. And when I'm done, we're just moving on. You, you have no, you have no place to actually convince me 
that that's yeah. true. So I've just gotten right. better at it. And I know you can identify with this. It's very, very oh, common. It's, it's- <laughs> no, I can listen. I can understand it with me. I can't understand it with you. I mean, you know, you're, you're such a successful, beautiful woman. You got a rock star husband. You got a rock star family. You make it look so easy to be you, but I love your transparency. Now me, Oh my gosh, listen, and you'll, uh, uh, I have some of my team is in here and you actually know Tabitha. You can ask these guys, there are times, and, and dude, I'm a grown man, I'm a 53 year old man and I've been pastoring this church for 25 years. I go to the car and I want to throw up. I am so yes. disgusted with the word that I brought and I've learned, just don't trust it. I've learned because I it's guarantee like you, I mean, I've learned, yeah, I, I loved how you said it's just like your muscles burning. It's just part of it. No, it's just part of it. Uh, no, you're mm-hmm. going to be assaulted by an opposing voice when the Lord is trying to upgrade you. Yes. And you have to choose. And you know why the Lord puts, I, I believe with all my heart that the reason why the Lord tells you to choose in those very difficult circumstances is because to choose the Lord is not natural. It, it's totally selfless. To choose and to go into fight or flight is what's natural and go, well, I can argue with everybody and say, I should have had more time or, or or you can just go, no, I'll never preach again. I am, I'm an utter failure. Okay. That's the natural thing, fight or flight, but to go, no, not only am I not a failure, I'm going to speak in huge stadiums and I'm going to have influence over untold numbers of women. As a matter of fact, that's what's going to happen. That ain't natural. And, you know, whenever Jesus says greater love has no man than this, than I lay down his life for his friends, that's you laying down your life, Jenny. And I recognize, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot, I, I talk a lot about bravery and courage because that's huge for me. I can't stand limp Christianity. I, yeah. I just can't stand it. And, you know, we, we save girls out of sexual trafficking and we have orphanages all over the world and we're involved in dangerous places. But I want to tell you, there are times that I have been in a third world country that fear has hit me in the middle of the night before something big was going to happen the next day. And I go, what am I doing? Why can't I just be, you know, a normal Baptist like everybody else in Texas? And why can't I just, just show up, go to church, read the Bible and, you know, do whatever. What, what am I doing? I'm out of my league. I am so far out of my league. Uh, And then I go, nope, that's just part of it. You know, I still, Jenny, I still fanboy when I'm around famous people. I still go, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You know, it's, it's just part of it. I'm doing that on the inside, but I'm walking the walk on the outside. Yeah, I. it wasn't too long ago that I was like, Lord, can I just, what would it be like if I just was a stay-at-home mom, which is, by the way, a massive calling, okay? So there's nothing small about that. But I was trying to wish away the life that he actually wrote for me. I was trying to erase and pull up pages of the chapters. Like, I don't want to live this chapter. Can I, can we just like, I like chapter one. I like chapter 12. I don't like chapter seven. That looks too hard. You know, it's like, and and the Lord's like, Jenny, whatever, like, he's like, it's going to require you to depend on me. And I was laughing because I was like, what if I just worked at a coffee shop? Like, would that be like, can't we just do that? And, and he got me laughing because he's like, you already did work in a coffee shop. That's what I was doing before he brought me into our business. And I was so dissatisfied. That dissatisfaction, he, there's got to be more in life. He brings me a business. And then he's like, so you just want to go back, go back to Egypt? <laughs> like, that's what we're doing? 
So I just had to laugh and go, okay, Lord, you know, so I think that there's this life that we want. And then there's the life that God has for us. And we have to begin to trust like that's actually fulfilling, not the one that I've fantasized, but the one that God has for me. And it's going to require me to be so dependent on him. And I think that, you know, as American, it's like, aren't I supposed to be strong independently and feel great all the time? and feel awesome about myself 100% of the time. I think that that's like, you have to lay that down and go, no, I'm a, God told me, hey, Jenny, you're a needy nobody. How's that? And I know that doesn't sound very uplifting to people, but it was uplifting to me because he's like, you're needy, you're fragile. You, you, I had a funny dream. Okay, this is, I'm gonna tell you this because it's just awesome. A week ago, I have a dream that I'm being recruited onto an NBA basketball team. Now, when I shoot a basketball, it goes that way. And I'm like, I don't know how, I mean, there are, there's a couple of things I can do. Well, it would be like, I would rather you set me on a drum kit and, and never having played drums and say, Jenny, try to figure this out than play basketball. That's how bad I am at it. Okay. And we have a basketball gym here and stuff. So I just watch and guys, you don't want me to play. Trust me. So I get recruited on the NBA team and it's, it's laughable because I don't really play at all, but they're missing a player. And they said, Jenny, it's better that we have you than that we are missing a player. And so I said, okay, well, here's the deal. The only way I can maybe make a basket is if I do, if I swing under my legs. Are you are, like, that's what I'm going to bring to the table. There was no faking it. There was no like, okay, fine. I'll try to be as good as you guys. There's no comparison, but they were wow. like, that's fine come without your dignity, but we need you to play. And I said, Lord, what was that dream all about? And he said, Jenny, I'd rather find you that player in the kingdom. Come on. The one that is just like, I was dribbling, like watching the ball. Like they're like, and they asked me, can you dribble? And I was like, kind of, but they were just needing me, even though my skills were so low. And I just felt like, guys, it's all hands on deck. Revival is here. The great awakening is here. And so if you're not getting on board because you don't look like the other guys, then that's, you're bad because God is calling you to the court and it's better that you're there than you are perfect at everything you do. And so I just decided I'd rather slide into eternity looking like a flopping duck. He told me, he said, Jenny, I have a destiny for you, but it's gonna cost you your dignity. And so, okay, well, here we go, you know? So I don't know if that helps somebody out there, but your yes is more important than your perfection. That's, that's my take on it all. Hey man, it's time for us to close, Jenny. Will you, will you please lead us all in prayer? And will you pray for everybody that we'll all say yes, that we will be courageous? Will you also pray that we'll recognize the difference between the two voices and that we will love God's voice and that we will have the grace to choose him, even though it's not natural. Will you lead us into that kind of a prayer? Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We just thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've written our stories for us. I thank you, Father, that you're calling us to walk on the pages of your story, God, and not to write unnecessary stories and stories that are distracting and stories that are really repelling us from our calling. Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would give us um, just the gift of courage and the gift of faith, God, for every single person watching or listening, God, that you have a gift of faith. Lord, that we can say with our little mustard seed, we can bring it to the table and we can say, here's our mustard seed of yes. Here's our mustard seed right here. And Lord, we're going to need you. We're going to depend on you. There's not a moment that goes by that we think that we've got this, Lord. But Father, I ask you in Jesus' name that you would breathe 
you would breathe and breathe and breathe oxygen into our yes, Father. Any yes that's laying dormant right now, that's just kind of flopping over on the sidelines of life or tucked into a file or into a vault of somebody's heart or mind. I just see people that have books. You know, you've been sitting on it for two years and God is saying, you know what? If one person reads your story and their life has changed, it was worth it. It's worth it. So, Father, I ask you, God, that you would give a just a just a tremendous roaring breath on us, God. Yes. A supernatural, Father, a roaring breath on top of us, Father, that we would say yes and that we would come undignified, but we would come in your power. Father, uh, when we lose our dignity, we don't lose power. We actually gain your power, Father. So I yeah. thank you, God, that we can come with a with a ferocious run, not a one that looks like a perfect Pinterest, but God, that we can come ferociously, God, into the heart of the revival Jesus. that you have for us, God. And we're calling all hands on deck, Father. I ask you, Lord, that you would convince even the most stubborn ones that they are needed in this hour. And we thank you for yes. doing it, Lord. We thank you for doing it. We're going to cheer each other on. We're going to celebrate each other. Even the underdog basketball throws, God, we are going to celebrate that in ourselves and in others. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Oh, man, rock on. Tabitha, you're you're balling. How come how come you're balling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, praise the name of you gotta make Listen, man, I want you to know that I love you and I respect you and I praise God for you. You have so many people here at Open Door and in this part of Texas that just love you and respect you and your life has impacted our lives so much. Thank you for that. Thank you. And I want you guys to know that everybody that owns a business or your business entrepreneur, you need to call my calling center because we have we have a unified battle cry prayer, prayer card that we're praying over businesses right now. And we are going after it. We're actually going to businesses and praying over them. We're, but listen, you need to let us pray with you, and we'll be so happy to do that. And that, that number is 877-413-0888. It will not cost you a dime. Just call us. It's, it's one of the ministries we have here, and we want to pray over your business. But, but Father God, I agree with my sister, and I just declare, God, that my friends will not faint because they know that they will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I thank you, Father God, sir, that it is, this is a time, Lord Jesus, where there is amazing wealth transference. And I just declare that, that new income streams and, and new income streams and wealth transference belongs to them. And also decree that in the places where they've had things stolen from them, that there is a sevenfold kind of mitigation that is taking place right now, Lord God. God, that heaven, that you are, that, it, that within heaven, that the Lord is pulling the strings. God, you are sitting people up. You're setting people up. You're moving people from the back burner to the front burner. God, you are qualifying people for upgraded, for upgrades. And you're saying, come up here, come up here. Thank you, God, for those open doors. And I just declare you will live and not die. And you will declare the testimonies of the most high God. And the Lord will do for you what he's done for me. And the Lord will do for you what he's done for Jenny. And, and the Lord, your God, will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. God, I praise you for it. And I believe you for it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Yeah. Right on. Hey, Jenny, thanks so much for joining me, man. And, uh, I bless you and call you blessed. Where do people find your stuff and how do people contact you? How does that, what does that look like? 
Yeah, the easiest way is just our website, and that's john1930.com. You can see there on the screen. You can also find me on Instagram at Jenny L. Donnelly or Facebook as Jenny Donnelly. Okay, right on. Well, listen, as soon as it's legal, I'll come back and see you and I'll hug you and tell you I love yeah. you. Okay. Uh, now, and and Tab, says, Tab says me too. And I just, hey, listen, we just want to just encourage you and just tell you, thank you. Thank you for the quality of ministry that comes out of your part of the of your part of the world. And I'm just sorry to say you're part of the kingdom, actually. And just tell you, it's, yeah, a, it's, you. A, it's a really cool privilege, man, to get to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on here. It's been a ton of fun. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. Bye-bye, Jenny. Well, my friends, there you have it. Miss Jenny Donnelly. Man, what, man, listen, if you have not looked her up, man, I want you guys to be sure and look her up. She's an extraordinary human being. She's, she's not normal. I promise you. She is, uh, she's really cool. And again, I wasn't just saying that when I was talking to her, that there's so many people in our church that just like, wow. I mean, I can't hardly talk to anybody that somebody doesn't say, did you hear what Jenny said? Did you hear that Jenny did this? Or did you hear? I'm like, no, go ahead and tell me. And they do. And it just always amazes me the footprint of impact that the Lord has given both Bob and Jenny Donnelly. Be sure and continue to pray for them. Be sure, be sure and continue to pray for their friends. Well, friends, that's about all the time that I have for right now. And I'm so grateful that you joined me. Guys, remember that if you need prayer, you can call 877-413-0888. And as always, you can find me at troybrewer.com. Friends, until the next time I see you, I call you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, and highly favor the Lord. Bye-bye, everybody.